Welcome to episode 61 of Tim Talk, the podcast of the DC anime universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I am Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And this week, we got... Chris, I really need to, to, to try this with more energy. <laughs> this is not going to cut it. This is we, exciting stuff, Chris. We had a prelude after a prelude episode. This is true. We, we, have we were the, teased Darkseid, and we got a full episode of teasing Darkseid. We got a post-prelude prelude. Yeah. We, we'll eventually just get to How the are you not excited about this? Because I'm, I'm so fucking tired. I don't want to hear it. I know. You, you, you probably have more reason than I do to be tired going into this recording session. Yeah. Uh, we both had full, busy weekends. Involving late nights. I don't know. How drunk did you get this weekend? Uh, well, they watered down the drinks at the wedding. So God that was damn kind it. Of then what's the fucking point? I made it through, like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say how many drinks I had. <laughs> but I felt fine. Okay. I did find at, uh, at uh, we went to this place called Power and Light District in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there's a beautiful place. And it's a genius marketing plan for, like, past 1 a.m. drunk people. Okay. And it's called the BK Lounge. Is that... BK is in Burger King? It's a Burger King with a bar inside of it. Oh, kind of like the Taco Bell Cantinas. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's what? right outside of like this big outdoor bar area. So then what are they what kind of alcohol do they serve? Uh I don't know. I was so tired at that point. <laughs> I walked Did you in. get a BK drink? No, 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 no. Honestly. Absolutely not. I mean, I even I would at that point be like, well, I have to see what this is like. I was I went out of like I wanted to spend some time with some Kansas people for a few more minutes because I had a, a 6 a.m. flight that next morning, and it's yeah. now 1.45 when we're in there. Oh, God. Uh, and so, and I was with a friend that had, I had the only pair of keys, so he had to come back with me. Oh, and he God. was not ready to leave. Oh, no. So I'm like, you have 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm leaving at that point. If you're not coming with me, you're sleeping in your car. Yeah. Uh, so I had to drag him out. Oh, God. But it was a fun wedding. Congratulations, uh, Caitlin and Joey. Yay. Uh, go, oh, shit. This is really embarrassing. They don't listen, so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, not Hammerslay anymore. <laughs> uh, Jadowski? I don't know. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this. Wait, one of them, their last name is Hammerslay? Yeah. That's a really cool fucking name. Right? Yeah, Caitlin I, Hammerslay. I, I would keep that name. I told her she's a, a middle school teacher, so I told yeah. her she needs to hyphenate it because they're both really long names. Yeah. Oh my god. And at the make... first of the year, the te- the students have to spell the full the full Hammerslay Dash Jadowski. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good. Oh yeah. Make those kids suffer. Yeah. Those little shit. Fuck middle schoolers. Fuck middle schoolers. <laughs> sure I had a bad time, so you should too. I'm sure. Gotta hope middle. Wait. What are those any middle schoolers that listen to this? If you're a middle schooler and you listen to this, why? why? If you're a middle schooler, it doesn't get any better. Suck it up. Wait for high school. Oh. But like junior year of high school, because the first two years suck too. I mean, I, in my experience, everything got better. Like high school was better than middle school. College is better than high school. And post-college has been so much better than college. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who tells you the college is the best years of your life, they're just flat out fucking wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being old. Cannot wait for it. <laughs> just, just gets better. <laughs> just, that sixty-year-old me gonna be killing yeah. it. Oh my god, just be having so much fun. Yeah. Um, okay. As long as you end up like a Jeff Goldblum or a Taco Tidi sixty-year-old. Oh, absolutely. Because they're like the pinnacle of cool. Yeah. Old Jeff men. Oh, he's just so cool. Yeah. He's just so goddamn cool. I, I will never be that cool at any point in my life, but I will do my best to try and exude even a, a fraction, a fraction of his charm and cool. 
uh, at any point. Yes. Um, we do have little bits of news. Yes. Did you see the trailer for Gotham by Gaslight? I did not. It looks fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, I'm falling behind on my responsibilities. We'll, we'll just move on for that. It looks fine. Yeah. I've never read the comic. I should read it at some point. I'm curious about it. They, I, I've brought this up every time we talk about this. You have? <laughs> They they did a, 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 a similar a similar steampunk Batman story in Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, so okay. I'm just going to compare it to that. No matter okay. what happens, I still I still haven't watched Brave and the Bold. It's fine. It's great. Yeah. Maybe you should give me shit for that. How I, dare you, Chris? <laughs> I read a comic this week. You did. You do you want to talk about it a little bit? You, uh, you let's re- go through news first, and okay. we'll, we'll, we'll um, briefly tease Red Sun. Two two bits of small news, mostly revolving around Shazam. We got our casting of Billy Batson. Oh, in the form of Asher Angel. Um, I don't. Should I know, know him? I think he's a Disney kid. So I should. Maybe you honestly, you know should him. actually know him based on that. Um, let me see. Where was my little? Here we go. Um, best known for Disney Channel's Andy Mack. Nope. Yep. But this will be his biggest role today. Here's a here's a picture of him. I I have him on my phone. Yeah, that's right. But I have it right here, my my laptop. But I'm already looking at it on my phone. Just look at it. It's yeah. the same photo. We're looking at the same photo. Probably looking at the same article too. But <laughs> oh, I'm on his IMDb. Yeah. So um yeah. So hey, that's cool. They're going young. Well, I mean. Billy Batson's like what ten? Usually, yeah, like eight to ten usually. Yeah, so uh, there's some stories that age him up a little bit. Yeah, so this kid's around that, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he looks like he could be a younger version of Zachary Levi. I know that's not how that works. The character is not young and old simultaneously. It's right. two different things. But you would imagine they were trying to at least keep a similar aesthetic from going from one to the other. Mm-hmm. So I also realized, uh, being the bad nerd that I am, I've been misspelling Shazam's name for so long. How did you think that's spelled? I was, I've always been spelling it with two Z's Why? because I, I forgot that it's an acronym. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what Solomon, Hercules, Apollo, mm-hmm. Zeus, uh, is it Artemis or? Yes. Artemis and Mercury. There you go. Is that, is that actually it? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Good job. That's all just off the top you know, of my you head. You know your gods a lot better than I do. I mean, I barely know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was rumor. Your favorite movie is Hercules. How do you not know them better? Uh, because Hercules, there's only like four gods that are named. Oh, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, move on. <laughs> but there was a um, there was rumor that this was going to be closer to like a Kingdom Come style. Uh, Billy Batson. You read Kingdom Come, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Can't give you shit for that? Yes. Ha. There's one. I saw you leaning into the microphone, ready oh, to attack. Oh, 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 get all <laughs> My set. moment. I was good. Taking a sip of water here. It only took seven minutes to get ready. Uh, but in that story, you know, he's he's already an adult. So when he changes, yeah. it's not. It's just kind of like a costume change. Yeah, it just goes back and forth. It's. I guess that was like a because I guess it's kind of a twist that I think when I first read it, because I read it when I was pretty young, it didn't quite clock for me. Maybe because I didn't really know who Billy Batson Shazam was. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't register for a long time that everyone thought that that was Shazam until they realized it was just an adult Billy Batson mm-hmm. with the weird little. Star Trek II Wrath of Khan earbug slug things in his brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm hopeful for this. I like Zachary Levi. Um, I don't really know anything about the director or, like, any of the writers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you also see that now there are rumors that uh, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam is going to show up in Suicide Squad Yep, 2? I had that one. Weird. I don't know what... We see this all the time. I don't know what they're doing. I... <laughs> 
I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of at that point. We're, we're at the when this podcast comes out because we're recording it late as always. Yeah. Um, this is Justice League week, Chris. Yeah. So we we were just talking about going and seeing it this upcoming Thursday. Yeah. Um. So it, we are so, we are very excited to to talk about that next week. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's maybe it's part of its fatigue because like so we just did our Thor podcast and Trevor actually just sent that to me today. So okay, I can, I can probably I, get... I started the artwork. Okay, uh, before I came over here. Okay, cool. So um, it'll be ready to go pretty soon here. By the time you guys listen to us, it'll probably maybe already be out. No, probably not. Probably out, absolutely com- not coming, coming soon. I can promise you, it's not going to be out that fast. <laughs> so we'll have that out pretty soon-ish for you. Yes. Um, but we were we were talking about. On that, I was talking about how I'm just kind of like I'm fatigued at this point with these movies. Like I'm I'm not excited for Justice League. I was kind of excited for Thor. In a weird way, though, I feel like Justice League's our most anticipated movie. Hell yeah, it is because it's the one we're always talking about. Like it's this is gonna be this is the moment, Chris. It's, it's the big one. This is our WWE Raw. Sure, if I <laughs> had any idea of what I that no meant, idea. I saw a YouTube like <laughs> clip show before I came over. Here. Another Dwayne Johnson thing. I don't even fucking. Raw's like one of their big fights. I don't know. We're about to get a lot of hate from from all of our crossover that, that, DC WWE fans. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure somewhere in our narrow band of like 40 regular listeners, there's someone who's a big WWE fan who's now just gonna like throw their phone across the room and disgust at us. I think we might have just lost a couple listeners. To be oh honest. God, we we don't have room to lose anybody. Please, please stay. No, it's our lackluster approach to the conversations. Gonna guess. Yeah. Uh, people leaving. Uh, I had some other news, didn't I? Did you? Uh, Did you have yeah. news? I, I had two pieces of news. Oh. Uh, the one that you care about more than the other one is Rain Johnson. Ryan. What? Ryan. Ryan Johnson? It's Ryan Johnson. I spelled it Rain in this phone. Rain <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnson. Can I tell you a quick, quick weird story? I might have told this already, but not over the podcast. It's one of my favorite things that's happened to me in these past two weeks. I had a really late night a few weeks ago. Uh, and I wasn't feeling well, so I like chugged NyQuil, passed out, and woke up in the morning at, like six a.m. with my phone like already lit, and I didn't know what was going. Like, my like the light was already on. Yeah, and I didn't know your what phone it was, was drunk. Yes, it was. It was all lit. It was fucking lit, man. <laughs> um, and I opened up my notes, and my subconscious had like my like sleeping self had left a note for me. What you haven't um, told me the story? Actually. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. Because the these words of wisdom that my subconscious has passed along to myself will forever haunt me because I want to know the story behind these words. There was only four words written in my phone, and it said, Jetpack Sumo Wrestlers. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and I'm so my God. curious what I was trying to tell myself. I mean, those would have to be some robust jetpacks. Yes, but I want to know. I want to know what I was trying to say. Do you, so, okay, what, so, did I have an image of the future? Did I have like, are, is, a psychic is, is vision? Because like, I think in sumo wrestling, it's like they're inside of like the ring, yeah. right? And it's like you get defeated when you're knocked out of the ring. Yes. So, so if they have jetpacks on, does that mean that they're on like a floating platform and whoever gets knocked off like survives? They have a jetpack to stop them. Does that mean that like, they're in like a three dimensional ring, like maybe like a sphere, and you have to like wrestle and whoever gets pushed out of the sphere the way wins? I was, the way I was imagining it is jetpacks on or uh, sumo wrestlers on rollerblades with jetpacks, and instead of them like running to each other, you just have the jetpacks ignite, and you just have oh this man meat just like slap into each other. Oh my god. But there's no rollerblades in your four words there. I know, I know. That was as close as I could figure out what I was trying to tell myself. <laughs> and so since that moment, I've been trying to relive that dream to try and figure out what I could have I, possibly meant. I would pay to watch this. I, I would pay to watch 
Jetpack Team Wrestlers. I would also pay to watch you try and recreate that somehow. Yes. The great lengths that you would go to to try and recreate that dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just going to watch a whole bunch of Three Ninjas 2, Three Ninjas Kickback. Kickback? What was it? Kick, uh, no, uh, I was going to say Knocked Up. Knuckle uh, Up. <laughs> knuckle Up. That's it. That's the fifth Three Ninjas movie. There's only four. No, the fifth movie, Knocked Up. Three Ninjas oh, yeah. 5, Knocked Up. <laughs> yeah. Tum uh, Tum is actually Seth Rogen. Yeah, and yeah, let's yeah, be honest. They... Let's be honest. It'd be Rocky would knock up some girl because oh, for sure. Yeah, because everyone loves Rocky. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colt was always the ladies' man though. Rocky was a one girl kind of guy. Colt was no, 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 no. Oh wait, but no. When Colt never had a girlfriend, or did he have one in the third one? I've never in seen the third one when okay, they go to Japan. No, the second one's when they go to Japan. This, I, we have had this. Discussion. I know we had this exact <laughs> conversation. Is the third one when they're protecting the Native American? The, the, yeah, I, I think I watched that one once. I think that one brought back the original Rocky. Yeah, because they replaced both Rocky and Tum Tum in the second one, but you could barely tell it was a different actor for Tum Tum, but very different looking Rocky. Yeah. I mean, we all know the fourth one is the best. Uh, that's the one with Hulk Hogan yeah. at Magic No Midnight Mount. Uh, something it's, uh, Midnight Manor. Midnight uh, Madness Manor Mansion. When they the the, the the, the Six Flags. Yeah, they filled it at Six Flags. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's, mm-hmm. let's just call it what it is. Uh, so, <laughs> so looping back to the news, I was trying to say, Ryan Johnson is directing the new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Well, and it's not just the new Star Wars trilogy. It's a new trilogy yeah, set in any, any separate, time and place. This yes. Because there was talk about them trying to figure out what to do with a like, non- Rey Skywalker and Poe. And, yeah. This, so this would not be part of the major continuity. This would be its own separate thing. This would be the, I, I guess, the Star Wars universe's answer to like... Fantastic Beasts. Sure. But hopefully better. Mm-hmm. Uh, does I, that make you... Ex- how does that news make you feel about Last Jedi? I don't know if it really makes me feel any different. It's definitely a move to try and show confidence on their part in Ryan Johnson. Like We believe this movie so much that we've just handed him a full trilogy of movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm excited about it. I really like his work. Yeah. So have you ever seen his older stuff like Brick? Brick's amazing. Brick was probably his best movie. Okay. It's like it's a, it's like a modern noir set in a high school with a young Justin Gordon-Levitt. Ooh, yeah. So like still teenage. Like obviously at this point a little bit older than teenage Justin Gordon-Levitt. Okay, I was gonna say is it post Ten Things I Hate About You? Yeah. Okay. But it's like a modern high school noir. Okay. It's really cool. That sounds cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And then I really like the Brothers Bloom, which I've only seen once. But that's um, uh, Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo and Rachel Weisz. Okay. And Robbie Coltrane. I don't. Do I? Hey, Hagrid. Oh, yay. There we go. Yeah. That's also really good, too. And then his stuff in Breaking Bad is great. And mm-hmm. I've only seen Looper once, but I enjoyed it when I saw it. Oh, that's right. He did do Looper. He did Looper, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean did you, do you feel any different about Less Jedi knowing this is coming along? Or what are your... Uh, it got me a little more excited. Really? Because I think that mean. I mean, I took it like every other fanboy and saw that that meant like this is going to be a really good one. Or fangirl. Nope. Star Wars is a boy property, Chris. <laughs> Let's be honest. You and I tend to fangirl out more than we tend to fanboy out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mostly Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. Or Taco Watiti. That's true, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so damn charming. I know. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, but my last piece of news: Are you are you sitting down? Are you is is your you're, you're heart rate at me, okay? You know, that I'm, you know my I know, heart I know, low. but I, I need to make sure that you <laughs> I'm barely alive are are at a state in your life that you can handle this news without injury coming to you. Should I take a drink of water so that when you tell me I can spit it out? You should probably have a spit take moment for okay, this. Okay, all right, let me, yes. let me get this ready. Okay, hang on, this is I, great audio here because this this blew my mind when I heard this was actually happening. So. 
for the Disney streaming service, which coming is coming out second time. You swallowed. I actually swallowed. Hang on. It's a problem you have, isn't it? It's, it's not, not a problem. Gonna, it's not, it's not a gonna, problem. No. Um, <laughs> so in 2019, you know that Disney's having their own streaming service that has other stuff. They announced their first big original series, which is going to come along with that, mm-hmm. and it's a High School Musical TV <laughs> series. They're making a High School Musical TV series, Chris. Isn't that doesn't that just blow your mind? Are you Chris well, just it, fell it, back and <laughs> literally fell back in his chair? There was a thump that we had to cut from the audio. Yes. Chris was I'm, I'm in such great, shock from this Foley news. Work here. Wow, I I cannot believe it's finally come back around that all of your favorite characters from high school musical, including Troy, Gabriella, and Gabriella and Cordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu. And uh, and Sharpay and Ryan. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. And, Sharpay. And, How can I the forget piano that? player who I thought was really attractive at the time. She's still pretty cute. Okay. She was in uh, uh, a weird like Sony made a, a superhero TV series uh, two years ago. What? And it was called. It was. It was. It was pretty good. It was like a, a knockoff Heroes, uh, and it had uh, Eddie Izzard as the main villain, and he was great. He was an okay, awesome. I don't. Don't know. It's, it's, a, all, cool, it's a cool superhero. I'll, all I'll of them are play. coming back for the High School Musical TV show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to cancel my Hulu. I'm going to cancel my Netflix. Cancel my HBO. I'm going to cancel Good. all of it because all I'm going to be doing is just watching this on repeat. Yeah. I mean, we're going to start a second podcast. Of course. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what would we call that? There's ideas. I'm trying to find this TV series. Um, actor. Oh my god! Well, yeah, it's gonna be very. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be very exciting. And by that, I mean oh, it was called Powers. Obviously, oh, why didn't oh, I think about that? Obviously. Oh wait, wasn't that on? It was a PS4 exclusive. Oh, yeah. oh, um, ba 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 ba. Charles Copley was the main guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you started with that, I would have known what you're talking about. Well, ideas are the more popular name. Yeah, but I don't. But he wasn't like feature. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So I, I watched the first few episodes of that. It was pretty yeah. good. I should go back and finish it. Okay. Well, that, there we go. So mm. that's, that's coming along. I mean, forget the fact that we'll probably get all of the Marvel shows moved over to the streaming service. Forget the fact that uh, we're I think, uh, going that to get a matter Star Wars show. Because High School Musical is coming back. Oh, my God. Well, you know what we're going to have to do is in, we're going to have to obviously abandon this podcast and the show yeah. comes out. But until then, we're going to be forced to continue to do it. Yeah. So let's just get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, because this week we're, we're, we're back to just a couple more Superman episodes, as you put it. Uh, these are both, like, okay, so with, like, we never did this, but with the animated series, I feel like you could go back and you could probably create, like, a condensed list of, like, here are the episodes you have to watch. So, yeah. like, the best episodes or maybe episodes that are important because they're setting up something later on, that sort of thing. Like, I've always, I've actually done a similar thing with, like, my friend about like, the James Bond franchise. We got it down to, like, ten movies that really, like, these are the ones you have to watch for the quality or for the continuity and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like if you were to do that for Superman, you wouldn't have to include these two episodes because they're both pretty important in terms of stuff happening in them. I just wasn't super compelled by either actual episode. I hated the second episode. It's real dumb. It was a 20-minute mediocre fight scene. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was bad. I, I didn't find that the first one that was that much more sophisticated. Now, you, you made a comment before we started recording that I thought was actually really valuable about how this is like the first time Clark Kent gets to be a, a this, reporter. This is a, we've, we've, I've made this comment for the past few episodes that Clark is like a throwaway character. 
He has all he does is hear things happen and then Superman shows up. Yeah. This is the first episode where we finally get to see like he is the second best reporter in Metropolis. And we never get to see that. And this is finally a chance for him to use those abilities and those the the powers that come along with being a, a high class reporter yeah. come into action. Yeah, so so to clarify, we're talking about Ghosts in the Machine. Yes. Which is uh, our return of Brainiac. Yes. And uh, it starts out in a very typical fashion with like Lex doing a demonstration up on the roof of LexCorp. He's launched two Stinger missiles at the building, and then he's going to use some cannon to like disrupt them before they can get there, but obviously the machine doesn't work. Superman saves them, and then he decides to go and investigate on his own. Yeah. And, and, and just kind of... Sorry to, to interrupt, as I always do. If you ask back. Um... Lex is always like creating all these new inventions and creating a new and like a, a more pristine world. Didn't these did this exist already in ninety seven? What like disruption? Like, like basically, what disruptors to like scramble? Cause it, well, what, just like like because it didn't look like that. It looked like it just shot missiles out of this. I get it, like it would blow up missiles in the sky. I what what was the what, word for that? They're anti anti. Um, Keep wanting to say EMP, but th- those are not the no. right letters. Yeah, I mean, like, well, there, so there was like the, um, it's like the missile defense system. Yeah. But the, what was it called? Like, because Reagan's thing was like Star Wars is what he called it. But mm-hmm. it, was the, this, it was like a space-based, wasn't it space-based? System? I think so. Yeah, I mean, so I think there was probably technology like this that you could just like, I, I, what I got the impression with this device was that it could basically disrupt like the targeting systems. Mm-hmm. I think more so than blow them up before they came in. But like, I don't know. No, this didn't feel like it was like a LexCorp new thing. Like everything that he's shown has always been like some cutting edge, way ahead of its sci-fi time. thing. And yeah. this was like this was just I like, like a, this existed. Yeah, it was like a, just a big. It was a it was a, a railgun. Can he was like a railgun basically. So it wasn't he wasn't anything particularly exciting mm-hmm. about it. Um, I did love how much the roof of like that building opens up. Like yeah. it's, just, it's like every like. Five seconds, there's a new section that's, like, opening up to reveal something. <laughs> yeah, it's great. But so Brainiac's like, okay, Lex, you got to, like, finish the job of rebuilding me because the drones that I built can't do it myself, which I guess this is the first time. That oh, Brainiac, it... yeah, you missed the moment. Uh, he uploaded himself into oh, right. technology. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Way and back so in, the day. in in kind of, like, the, the bunker of LexCorp, uh, he's been quietly rebuilding himself using all of the, like forgotten robots of of lex corpse past mm-hmm. yeah the island of misfit robots yes robots down in the basement there yeah so he i love those crab robots they're they're, they're pretty great yeah so what i did like about this was this was the really the first time that addressed that lex in his own right is actually a very capable engineer yeah because that's a, a a part of him in the comics he's like a scientist he's an engineer mm-hmm. um but in this it's mostly just been him as a business like in cycle. red sun like in red sun where he's a very a- smart doctor yeah chess player extraordinaire he, he does all the things he does all the things yeah likes um, to read books while he plays 13 ga- or 24 games of chess while listening to a audio cassette tape that he invented himself that morning yes on a whim yeah, while he's like while he's waiting for his coffee. Yeah, exactly. Man, he needs that coffee though. Yeah, because he has to do five other things and he can't do it. Just get that coffee. Right. Get that Folgers in his morning. Except spend time with his wife. Oh yeah, no, never, absolutely never. I mean, it's the fifties. It's yeah, yeah, fifties. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, so Lex starts putting it back together. Now, what I thought was interesting was we. 
I mean, this this is not an episode where we're meant to really sympathize with Lex. I mean, he is like trapped in the basement. How long was he down there? Because like we cut away from him and he comes back and he's I'm gonna his suit's undone. He's like all disheveled and he like digs into a package of donuts like a madman. I'm gonna guess four days. Okay, because that's like like I'm gonna guess the the uh, the uh, the conference happened on a Monday, mm-hmm. and now he hasn't left the office for like until. Friday. It's like now the weekend, and everyone's getting ready for happy hour, and it's like, where's Lex? Yeah. Well, I mean, no one cares where he is except for Clark. Except for Clark. What well, and and Mercy, which I thought that's what was they did interesting in this is that we're not we get a little backstory. We do we get a little bit backstory about how kind of Lex picked her up off the street, brought her out of obscurity to kind of have what in a lot of ways. I mean, it's a rough job, but she's good at it, and she clearly loves doing it. But yeah. she was the character that was brought in to give us an emotional connection to Lex's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, in this episode, we really see her cause she's just been a blindless follower this yeah. whole time. And Clark and Superman try and like snap her out of that delusion of like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah, yeah he gave you some money, but like, are you happy? Are you okay doing these evil things? Mm-hmm. And we see that kind of like flicker at the end of the episode. Did you find that that worked? That were you more invested in the episode because we had that little bit with Mercy? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I did I like liked that it a actually. Because the first, it's the first character backstory we've gotten That's in true, in actually. the yeah. like twenty episode, thirty episode we've watched already. Because like Superman's characters, everyone like you know everything about the characters you already know. You know Superman's Clark Kent. You know Lois is is a reporter. You know Jimmy Olsen is there. <laughs> you know Lex. Is a bad guy, yeah. and he has a lot of money. Perry yells at people. Perry yells at people. The guy on the dock is just a drunk guy at the dock. Good old Bibbo Bukowski. Yeah, but this is the first time, and like you, you go into the into the series knowing all of that already. This mm-hmm. is the first time in thirty fucking episodes that we get the hint of a backstory. Yeah, and that, that's great. That I'm sorry, I need to take that back. We did learn that Lois had a pet monkey. That's true. And a uh, sister. How can I forget? Oh, and, yeah, a, and sister, a sister, Lucy. and a dad. <laughs> how can I forget about that? It's such interesting backstory. And Bobo. When, yeah. Is that the name of the monkey? The little monkey? Did I, I get that so. right finally? Bobo was either the monkey or the doll. The doll. I meant the doll. Was the was the doll named Bobo? Bobo or Bebo? <laughs> I think it was Bebo. I'll never get this right. Not going to. We're not going to go back to that episode, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Look, that this element of it, the giving Mercy some backstory, everything to do, felt felt reminiscent of the like Batman, of yeah. Toss in a way that I feel like we haven't been getting in a while. No, but the problem again here was that the villain was so generic, and in general, I really love Brainiac, and part of my love for him came from this universe, and and then obviously reading things like um, Red Sun, where he's a prominent character, has encouraged that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even here, just the rest of the episode was so flat. I didn't really care whether it got rebuilt or not. I never felt. Did you ever feel like there was an actual sense of danger? Like, oh, like Brainiac might get rebuilt, and that's going to be a real problem for everybody. Like, did that actually ever feel like a real possibility? Uh, no. But I, I don't want to say that I felt like this was more like a mystery episode. But I was more. I I didn't care as much about um, Brainiac and Lex as mm-hmm. I did about how. Clark was going to figure out how to help. Actually, that's true. Yeah, because the way the way he does approach that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He catches a missile with his bare hand. That that was and a it great was amazing. Scene. Oh yeah. Well, so but hey, before that happens though, because yeah. he does 
go to LexCorp to try and interview Lex. You know, he believes there was sabotage. That's mm-hmm. why the missile system failed. Because it is he even tells Lois, like, look, for all the things that are wrong with Lex, he doesn't go into this sort of situation half-cocked. Like, something else happened there. Yeah. So he goes to investigate, and he realizes Lex isn't in his office. Mm-hmm. And that was clever how he actually got in there. I, I wasn't – I couldn't figure out how Brainiac did. So Brainiac uh, locks Lex in the lab mm-hmm. uh, by broadcast or not broadcasting, but, like, on his secretary's monitor had a video loop of Lex saying, like, just don't inter- – I'm in the office. Don't yeah. interrupt me. I'm working. But I, I didn't figure – I didn't realize that's where that video was playing – for some reason, I thought it was a hologram. And so it's, when Superman, uh, when Clark went into the office and did his x-ray vision and didn't see him, I thought that was going to be like the hint. He was going to walk through and like push his hand through a Lex hologram. Oh, okay. No, you were getting too sophisticated with it. This is just your good old-fashioned <laughs> uh, CGI recreation. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to how uh, the death of the tech guy in Batman Forever is covered up. What's that character's name? I don't remember. It's played by Ed Begley Jr. I remember that. I don't remember. But yeah, it's the same it's idea. Been a while. Same idea. It's like, oh, I love that both in that was ninety five. This is ninety seven. The, mm-hmm. the idea that there's sophisticated enough technology to perfectly recreate a live human being when we haven't even nailed that in twenty seventeen. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at you, fake Grand Moff Tarkin. Still a little too glossy. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, he. Yeah, he basically. Yeah. Storms past Mercy to break into the office, and then she realizes, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he's not here. Lex is gone, and that sort of triggers a weird double act of like Mercy and Superman teaming up together to try and track down Lex. Yeah, which that in of itself is a cool idea. I do also love uh, just a quick uh, step back. The way they tell time is by how cold the coffee is. Oh yeah, this like, coffee is it's ice, cold. ice cold. It's been here for weeks, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Originally, the script like, was an iced coffee, and he went in and was like, this is just room-temperature <laughs> iced coffee. What are you doing in this office? Uh, yeah, so yeah, Mercy and Superman team up to try and find Lex. Yeah, we do uh, get that awesome moment where Clark catches a stinger missile with his bare hands. Yeah, yeah, so Brainiac doesn't... Uh, he obviously Does he know that Superman... I don't think Clark, so. No. I don't know how he wouldn't know that. I mean, but, now he should know that. But he didn't... And it's never brought up in the episode at the end even... Mm-hmm. I don't think, right? I was kind of no. falling asleep at the end. So. No. Uh, no, it was never brought up at the end. Um, so Brainiac is like, oh, we're just going to cover our tracks, and everyone that now knows Lex isn't, isn't, isn't in his office is going to die. Yeah. So send the missile to go blow up Clark. They send the cute little crab robots to go Ooh. and take out Mercy. Yeah. Uh, Superman shows up, beats up the crabs, they team up, go into the basement, find like a disheveled, beaten up Lex, yeah. Brainiac is now back, uh, pew pew, fight fight, uh, smashy smashy, smashy smashy, what, what, I, obviously I have to complain about something in this episode, uh, um, waiting for it, and it's, how does Superman always know how the weapons work? Cause he goes up to the very complicated ray gun and just immediately knows how to take out Brainiac. I forgot he did that because I fell asleep. That's fine. At this point, I rewatched the ending of this three times. That's fine. Uh, he uses the the weapon from the beginning of the episode to take out. Well, of course, it had to come back. Yeah, yeah. It was Chekhov's missile disruptive system. Yeah, uh, but it had something to do with like electromagnets because then well, when yeah. it blew up Brainiac, it caused like a magnetic implosion. 
And the, the whole floor was destroyed. But not the towering skyscraper above it. I was I was going to bring that up. And then I realized when they leave that it's not directly under the skyscraper. It's like adjacent. Yeah, it's it's like like un- it was like under the parking lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. Still, though. No, it's fine. It works out. This this is the, the point of credulity I'm just really going to get annoyed at here. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with anything else in the whole goddamn cartoon. Yeah. And so then the end is Lex like s- keeping Brainiac's uh, exoskeleton to himself. He's like, this is built out of LexCorp property. This still belongs to me because he's a piece of shit human. I get it now. Yeah. Neener, neener, neener. And he goes to to his his fancy limo and he's like, Mercy, open the door for me. And you see that that little flicker of like, no, you piece of shit. Yeah, well, because when the building was collapsing, a piece of equipment fell on her and he left her behind even yeah. though she asked for his help. Superman to come in and save her and she kind of gives Superman a look like, Yep, I'm still doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Mercy or Lex or Superman? Was that from Mercy's point of view? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's into power, you know? Oh, yeah. She's into very strong men. I, you know, because I like her a lot as a character. That was one of the, if, I mean, we've talked endlessly about all the disappointments that is Batman (laughs) versus Superman. But honestly, a small one, but for me personally, a big one is that Mercy is just a secretary and she just gets blown up in the Capitol with everybody else. Like, they never actually give her anything to do. There's never even that hint that maybe she was an Amazon, which is part of the comics. And I don't think it's quite it's unclear if that's part of this or not. Because mm-hmm. the Amazons don't really exist yet in this universe. No. Well, but. I mean, I, I, I brought this up before that my first introduction to Mercy was in Young Justice. Oh, right. Where she's his the, robot. Yo, yeah. She's completely is she a cyborg or is she a completely a robot uh i think she's just a cyborg okay so she Uh, has that artificial arm but the rest of her is human yes human uh yeah and she's she's still like this martial art expert yeah on par or even better than like red arrow and cheshire cat that's true yeah uh she's she's on par with cheshire cat yeah uh and i love the i I love those scenes uh because the first time we see her is in the um uh fuck that's it's the their interpretation of the Korean War is that one country. Oh. It also appears in the Hawk and Dove episode of JLU. Yeah, and it it shows up in Justice League a lot too. I know exactly what. Yeah, you're talking you know what about. country I, I mean. know. Yes, I cannot remember the, the something name of it. accords. Yeah, I don't know. It's not it's, important. It, it, is it important? But it's not important. It's, it's important. Yeah, it's not. Um, but yeah, we see like they're tr- they're trying to assassinate Lex. Uh, and, like, the whole Young Justice team is there to protect him, and they fail, and then Mercy is like, oh, I'm the real hero of this story, because I'm built by LexCorp. Ad, <laughs> product placement, ad, ad. Uh, and they're like, oh, my God, this robot is amazing. We, we have peace now. Uh, it was great. It's a great episode. Uh, Kosnia. Kosnia, that's right. Yeah. Because that is um, uh, not Killer B, um, Queen... Queen Bee? Queen Bee. No, that's not the same country. She's in a different country, because that's in Africa. Oh, yeah. Also not important. We'll get no, to it yeah. later. Yeah. Kazi is big in um, the DCAU, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like I said, we'll, we'll see it come up in the, the Hawk and Dove episode. Yeah. Be a good time. Yeah. There was one other thing that I wanted to bring up in this episode. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning, when the missiles, when the missile defense system fails, Superman comes and has to throw the missiles into the river yeah. or into the bay, and then he throws all the debris into the bay. 
I want to know how much shit the bottom of that is in there. Can they just drain that and you'll find like all of Lex? So much incriminating evidence for Lex. So many robots, so many bits of freeway are down Mm -hmm. there, cars. Yeah. But also how much has been crushed from like giant monkeys. Yeah, that's true. And and that other giant monster, space monster that's now frozen in the water supply. Oh, yeah. The big rock guy. Um, Yeah. uh, Golem? No. Wasn't it? No, that wasn't his name. That's a Pokemon. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's like a mythical... Nope, it's Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. Evolved form of Graveler and Geodude. <laughs> yeah, there's... There, there can only be one thing, there Chris. Go, yeah. There can be only one. He learns Explosion at level 55. That's all I remember. Oh, Jesus. Um... I did have another question for you. Is Superman always is Clark always wearing the Superman suit? Because when he catches that missile, yeah, he's because he's he's like casual, like I'm home from work mode. So like ties off, shirts undone. Mm-hmm. He's sitting down eating some like Chinese food or something like that, and he catches the missile and he flies it out and it blows up. And then when the debris clears, he's in the full Superman suit. Yeah, does, that, does he just wear that all the time? Like, do you think he goes to bed at night like with a Superman suit on under his pajamas? Well, I mean, it's it's skin tight. Oh, it is. Yeah, I just wanted to, you to have a moment to imagine. Oh, thank you. Uh, so it must be difficult to take on it. Like it, it can't. Like yes, he's very fast. Yeah. But I still feel like it takes a couple takes seconds, work. even at super speed, to like fully like pull up that latex. Yeah. And like get it all in position and like make sure the S is like perfectly centered on his chest. He puts it on once. It's backwards. He takes it off. Puts it on again. It's inside yeah. out. Yeah. Like it, it takes a minute. Like we remember when when Batman had to throw a smoke pellet, and there were a couple seconds. We had to figure out how to like, how to get yeah. the bat suit on. Like, I feel like that's less complicated than the, the latex super suit. Right? Yeah. The cape is getting caught in the underwear. Right. Inside and outside. Yeah. Uh, there, was, there was a great interview this week with Chris Hemsworth talking about the cape. Uh, and they're like, it's the worst thing. Like, he said like, the wig was bad, but he said the worst thing about the, his costume in Thor has mm-hmm. always been the cape. And that causes the most reshoots and, oh, I'm and, sure. and new takes is like he'll turn and the cape will be in his face already. Is that why they went to half cape this time Probably. around? Probably. Is why they went to half cape and no wig? Yeah. Uh, after all these movies, they're finally going to give him a break. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but no break from go to the gym. I mean, Edna Mode, that. Edna Mode said it best in 2003. She said no capes. No capes. No capes. Wait, I actually had a note that, that ties in. Oh, okay, yeah. Because, so our, our, our second episode, Father's Day, also, quick note, I'm too busy and too lazy to keep doing chapter titles. So if anyone listening to this really, really, really likes that there are chapter titles in the podcast and you can jump forward, let me know. But for right now, I'm, I'm going to make stop like doing eight it. new spam accounts just to mess just with mess that. With me. just, I'm going to stop doing it for now. So we're actually going to start doing the, the plug at the end so I can just slap it on the end of the edit and save myself some time um, as I'm getting a little bit busier quick, these days. Quick peek behind the scenes. I know. Yeah. Well, just, you know, there's a structural change here. Yes. Give people a heads up. So We've got to change it every 61 episodes. You've got to keep it fresh. <laughs> That's the organic point at which to do something entirely different. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. It's still basically the same. It's still basically the same. But yeah, it's, it's too much effort for me to go in and like put in all the time breaks and shit. So I'm going to stop doing that. Um, so we're going to go ahead on to our second episode, Father's Day, which actually the, the opening sequence is basically just a ripoff. Well, it can't be a ripoff because it's preceded it. But it's the same as Syndrome's plan with the Omnidroids in the beginning. Okay. Do you know what I'm referring to? 
I should. I really should. So in the I'm, opening, I'm in, my in the opening, right we now. get a, a, a brief shot of someone. Syndrome. Yes. Sorry. Incredible syndrome. Wow. Yes. There it goes. Oh, kicked in finally. Yes. But yeah. So in the opening, we get a brief shot of Desaad, one of the the henchmen of Darkseid, at the controls, and he sent this weird robot, this big spherical death bot, to Metropolis to fight Superman. And his whole thing, like, oh, I've sent it there to test and see what Superman is capable of doing. So now I can build a better robot in the future. Yeah. Um, and Dark Side is just like, no, that was your one chance. You, like, you screwed it up. He's like, nah, brah. And just zaps him. Yeah. I actually know he doesn't zap him. No. He zaps Bruno. His Omega Ray. The Omega, the Omega Beam. Omega Beam. The Omega Beam. That was fun. Yeah. Um, okay, so I had to look this up because I always thought the Omega Beam disintegrated people. Apparently, it actually does also teleport them. Yeah, I, I assume so because uh, Cal, Cal, Cal back. Calvac Cal, 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 girl. Cal, ain't no, no Calvac no girl. No girl. <laughs> um, yeah, because I remember his episode in JLU. Yeah. That was uh, Mr. Terrific. First Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. Mr. There Terrific we go. is also a DC hero, though. Yes. He is the one with the T on his face, yeah. and he's also in the Arrowverse now. He is, in fact, in the Arrowverse, yes. Yes. Mr. Um, Miracle. Thank you. Mr. Miracle, escape artist. Yeah, so apparently the Omega Beam, I always thought it just integrated. He can it, get out of any situation, including a bad relationship. Oh, oh but his relationship with Big Bart is always just so sweet. <laughs> so sweet and tender. I, want, I just want, I just imagined like a, like a, like a, how do, how do you know if you're in a bad relationship ad? Oh it's my like, God. I'm Mr. Miracle. I'm an escape artist and get out of anything except for a bad relationship. I, can we, can we please get a DC film that's more or less a remake of, uh, um, how to lose a guy in ten days, but starring Mr. Miracle <laughs> and Big Bertha and, Bi- and Big Barda. Yeah. Big Barda, thank you. Yeah. Big Bertha is the the Wonder Woman villain, right? I think so. She's the one that can grow. No, isn't that um, Giganta? That's that is Giganta. You're right. There's a big. Bar. You're right, Chris. I, I was testing you. Thank you. And you passed. Thank you for keeping me on my toes here. Always. But so. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so the Omega Beams. So apparently it can disintegrate. It can teleport. I, I kind of thought like, oh, that was their way of like making this a little more kid-friendly. He doesn't get destroyed. He gets teleported. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something it can do. But apparently it can also resurrect people Good. who have been hit with the beams. Oh, okay. So, okay. so he can yeah. do like a, an undo button. He, yeah, he can hit a refresh. Yeah. He can control Z, yeah. that shit right there. Omega Beam is just a giant universal control Z. Yeah. So, and, so at the end of it, you know, Calback gets hit with the laser with the Omega Beams. We don't know if he was disintegrated and then he's resurrected again or if he was teleported. I think the assumption is probably that he's teleported because just the way the story structured they set up early on, that's what those do. Yeah. Um, something kind of diminishes the intensity of them, though, if you're just, if you get hit with them, you just get teleported somewhere. Yeah. Unless it's like into the middle of a volcano. Yeah. Now, so I, cause I was reading up a bit on the Omega Beams. I guess the only person, the only mortal to have ever escaped it, no surprise here, is Batman. Yeah. Because he did that in JLU. Yeah. Right? It's like, a great episode. In the finale. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, have you ever read um, any of the Superman-Batman comics from the early 2000s? So there's Public Enemies and a, uh, Supergirl. Those were adapted into Public Enemies I, and then Apocalypse. Yes. I saw movies. both the movies. I didn't yeah. read the, the stories. I remember, I know in Apocalypse. Surprise, surprise. I know, right? Huh. Remember in Apocalypse? Feel like a piece slut, of shit slut, over here. No, that's just you making yourself feel that way. I'm just encouraging it. I only encourage myself, of course, to feel worse about yourself. But in the Supergirl story, um, Batman goes to Apocalypse, and I, I couldn't remember if he dodged them there or not. But what I did love is that moment where he basically puts a bomb 
down inside one of like the, the fire pits on Apocalypse, and he's like, either he goes to Darkseid, either you give me Supergirl, or I blow up the whole planet and kill all of us. And Darkseid's like, if this was the Kryptonian or the Amazon, I wouldn't believe them, but I believe you would do this. Yeah. And she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, that is such a ridiculous moment for Batman, mm-hmm. but it's really fucking cool. I mean, that's why he's everyone's favorite. Yeah. That's why I, we started I, this podcast. I actually, a friend of mine, he hates Batman because he thinks that he's boring and he loves the Flash instead. Okay. I mean, Flash is, is great as yeah. well. But his point was that you get situations like that where like Batman is just like, he, because he has no powers, he can do everything else. Yeah. I'm like, actually, that's kind of a fair critique. But mm. also, you're wrong. Well, I mean, it, it brings up that argument that I had with many a friend uh, a few years ago, and it was the, is Batman technically a superhero? Yeah. Is he? Because superhero means you have superpowers. Well, I mean, he's a superhero in the broadest sense of the word. Yeah. Like, if you go to anyone on the street, like, give me a list of superheroes, it'll probably be like, Superman, Batman, Mr. Miracle. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Miracle, get out of any bad relationship. That's Shaz- his power. Shazam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Captain yeah, he, Marvel, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's right. There are yeah. those. Two, oh my god, there's too many of them. Two different people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's a superhero. Yeah, he doesn't have superpowers. Aquaman, name more. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. Aqualad. Aqualad. <laughs> uh, uh, Black Manta once. The elongated man. Yes, rubber band man. <laughs> Wait, there's a is there an actual rubber band man? Oh, there's a rubber band man, Chris. You're going to see a lot of him in Static Shock. Fun fact, oh. he can't read. There's a whole episode about that. Oh, my God. That's right. Okay, wait. <laughs> I, I had a... I had... You will appreciate this. I had a moment where I was wrong about something about Batman. Oh, thank Let's Let's milk this moment. Okay. So... We're bringing back time codes just for this. This is going to be the only time code. Time <laughs> you, code 45 minute. Chris was wrong. Chris admits he was wrong about something. Mark the fucking calendar. Yes. So, um, you recall in the Lego Batman movie. Yes. There was a character that we identified as Blight. Yes. From Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. So, um, the next wave of, like, the, the Bat movie, like a Batman movie, collectible figures coming along, and one of the characters looked like Blight. So I made a comment to, like, a group thread I'm on all about Legos. Of course, I'm on one of those. That, oh, like, I'm getting a Blight before I'm getting a Batman Beyond. This is bullshit. And someone chimed in, like, well, no, that's actually Dr. Phosphorus, who's a Batman villain, who Blight is based off of. Oh. I had no idea Dr. Phosphorus existed. Neither did I. Completely turned my world upside down. I don't know what to think anymore. Well, if I, honestly, welcome I should to probably, the world but, of being wrong. <laughs> I should probably deep dark pit of wrong. I should probably step away. You have to step away from the podcast. I can no longer call myself a Batman expert. Nope. So I, I'm just. Gonna, I claim I, the title now. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave it to you in your capable hands. I, I'm going to to see myself out. Yes, please do. Walk, walk, step, 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 step. Door open. <laughs> door close. Welcome back to Cameron's episode of Tim Talk. I'm Cameron Dexter. We're talking Father's Day, uh, where we meet. We don't. This is the first time. I, it's, it's just me, so I, I can't ask these questions. <laughs> uh, where we see the the Kent parents for the first time, and and Mr. Kent, he's not having that internet. Oh, hey, Cameron, I forgot something. I'm back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah, yeah. How uh, Jonathan's like, oh, like Martha wants to get a computer so she can surf the net, whatever that means. They, I, so I've been, uh, I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I've been binging Saved by the Bell uh, this, these past few weeks. Finally done with the the original series. I'm now into college days, mm-hmm. um, and I love early internet comments of like. This internet thing, that's never going to take off. That's never going to go Who anywhere. really cares about this? Oh, you save yourself seven steps by emailing this? Wow. Because this is internet 1.0, and you do have to under, like, you'd have to remember that that was bare bones of what the internet is today. Yeah. Do you know the story of internet 2.0? Um, it's, wait, what? Internet it. 1.0 versus 2.0? Yeah. Okay, I actually do need to get up and get my computer charger, so. Okay. But I can hear you, so go ahead, go ahead and t- From, spin, fr- spin me a yarn, young cat. Yes, Tell me about technology that existed before you, please. Yeah. I mean, Internet 2.0 started in 2000, 2001. Thank you for just knocking the microphone. (laughs) Sorry for anyone wearing headphones. Um, Internet 2.0 started, I think, in like 2000, 2001. And it was like this. It was basically like uh, a weekend retreat of the, the smartest and best programmers. And like, what do we want the Internet to be? Because before it was kind of this loose collection of like like message boards and like there wasn't really like a website. It was just kind of a loose connection of people. So is this basically when the internet went from being like an online like data storage thing to an actual like yes web page based community? Yeah. So so we everyone knows the story about Pixar and there was like the one lunch where they all where all of the Pixar movies were Idealized. That's oh yeah, like right like word. um, um first like thought pitched. Up. Yes, basically, yeah, because the um the first teaser trailer for Wally has I think probably John Lasseter or someone telling mm-hmm. that story. Yeah, so that happened. That that similar situation happened for the internet, where they had like a two week retreat basically, and that was where like the idea of Google came, the idea of Wikipedia came, the idea mm-hmm. of eBay came, the idea of like Snapchat. Snapchat, Netflix, it was this, it was Face, just this baby that, that just yeah. crawled into this in this room, and he goes Snapchat, Snapchat, and he, he just, just crawls back out again. Oh. Like, oh, genius! This is the best thing since jetpack sumo since wrestling. Jetpack sumo wrestlers. Um, but no, it's like I, I remember learning about that in college. I thought it was so fascinating. They're like, all of the most famous websites came from like the same group of thirty people. This sounds like an urban legend. I know, but it's real. But it's real? It's real. It's real, right? Yes. But, uh, yeah, in, in this podcast, Gil Jonathan is not having the internet, really. It's not. He doesn't, see the whole, he doesn't seem the whole, the whole point of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so basically, after the um, Desaad's weird probe thingy, Omnidroid doesn't really pan out, uh, he tricks Calback into letting him, like, Ain't going. no Calback girl. Ain't no Calback girl. We're going to say his name like that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so Calback girl. Goes off to try and prove himself to Darkseid because he is Darkseid's son. But Darkseid's like, you're no son of mine. Mm-hmm. In typical so he's, he's a new god then, right? Is he? Because Orion is also a son of, uh, son of Darkseid. Yeah. Well, it was like they swapped kids. It's like a, 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 oh, that's a peace right. treaty sort of thing. Yeah. But, I don't, but I think Calabac is still Darkseid's. Because Orion is Darkseid's biological son yes he just went to go live on new genesis Mm -hmm. with high father yes and then i forget who high father sent to go live with dark side and who that person is i feel like they 
mention all of this in the Mr. Miracle episode. Yeah, I feel like they get... Yeah, there's, well, there's actually some JL... Is it Jesse JLU stuff where they really get into the whole um, New Gods mythology? Yeah, it's JLU. Yeah, because there's um, the, the ambush bug, I want to say is the character's name. Maybe. Something like that. He, he's on New <clears throat> Genesis. But yeah, so there's, there's, all, also, there's also a big storyline in Young Justice that goes into it as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine that'll probably. Mother Box and Sphere. Yeah, they might come back again, actually, because they kind of set up the end. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it needs to, because that's the fucking cliffhanger. That's the cliffhanger of the whole damn show. Yeah, and so Calabac basically goes off to try and prove himself, but Darkseid has some sort of plan that requires the death of Superman, but he is not ready to do it yet. There has to be planning that has to go into place. So Calabac jumps the gun by going, and he basically just wrecks up the town to try and draw Superman's attention, which, who else did? Someone else did that, too. Um, Someone uh, else was like, is this where Superman hangs out? Cool, I'm going to... Oh, it was it was um the other Kryptonian. Oh no, wasn't it no. even the other um it was the other uh, Oh, it was uh yeah, it's uh it was the, the other person from Apocalypse. L- 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 no. We see him he replaces Superman in Death of Superman. Uh he's a playable character in Injustice. Black hair. Oh wow, we are the errat- really the eradicator? No. No, no. Cyborg Superman? No. Hank Henshaw hasn't been in the show. <laughs> um, no, you know who I'm talking about. black hair. He, had, he rides a motorcycle. Lobo. What? Yes. Oh, my that, God. Lobo did it. <laughs> we are great at Pictionary. <laughs> oh, in Death of Superman in the Justice League episode, he comes back. Right? Yes. That's... Also in the comics. And, no. No? No. In the comics, Superman is replaced with Cyborg Superman. The Eradicator, Superboy, and Steel. I okay. Maybe he also maybe Lobo shows up and it's like, I'm gonna wreck shit up. There's no one here. I thought that was like a one issue where he came back and everyone was like, no. I don't maybe I don't I don't remember. I think I've read that I think I own a copy. I think I've read it. But yeah, you're right. It is it is the Justice League episode that I was thinking of. Yeah, so they do the same thing again, and so Calabac goes to smash up, coincidentally, seemingly, the same restaurant that Jonathan and Martha are going to with Lois. Mm Mm-hmm. I did, um, there's a small thing, an animation thing that I noticed in that, and I don't know if you picked up on this. What? Um, the wine, to make it not look like wine, they painted it to look like ketchup, and it was oh funny to watch them drink ketchup. <laughs> that real bright red wine yeah. there, the blood red wine. Um, so I, I didn't catch this until I looked up a little bit of trivia, but so the, the Mater D at the restaurant, um, it is sort of unofficially considered that that's actually the ventriloquist. Oh, it wow. looks like him, and it seems to be voiced by the same actor because that actor also does the voice of Perry White. So there's kind of this this theory that that was a brief period where Arnold Wesker goes off to like live legitimate life before getting sucked back into. Oh, that's awesome! Crime. Yeah, but it's sad because he ends up going back straight into it again. Yeah, <laughs> at a certain point, well, I mean, being a waiter doesn't pay that much. Yeah. So okay, so one of the things that really bothered me in this episode in particular. So basically, Calabac goes and smashes up the place. Calabac Jonathan, girl. Calabac girl. Um, he ain't having no thing. V A N A N A S. Is that the same song? Yeah. This shit is. Oh, I guess it is. The same. Wait, it's Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. Got it. Look Good. at you. All the, you all those pop year, culture kid. All those years watching TRL back in the day. Yeah. Um. Also, why the hell would you reboot TRL now? The whole point is when that was on, you couldn't just go watch music videos online. I actually had to sit down every day at 3 p.m. to try and watch the Lady Marmalade music video. Now I can just watch whatever the hell I want on YouTube. Right. Moving on. Same thing with Attack of the Show. God, I, I'll, I'll bring it. I'll talk about it later. R.I.P. Oh, God. It's, it still hurts so much. Um, 
So Jonathan's like trapped into some rubble, and so Superman is trying to get to him, but Calabac keeps interfering. They keep getting into a fight. And this is one of the things that bothers me is that when Superman needs to be, he is like incredibly fast. Like he could literally punch Calabac down the street and zip back in time to go back and pull Jonathan out of the rubble and zip back and get back into that fight, and there wouldn't be any break. But he would just like beat the crap out of Calabac until he like slowed down for a second and then casually stroll back towards the restaurant. And I get that it's hard to write for a character that is this powered, this mm-hmm. high power, but that felt like it was a little bit lazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's that situation that we come into problems with the Superman all the time, and it's like he just continues to weaken himself to a point where it's a fair fight, and then both him and Calabac just get stronger and stronger and stronger. Because mm-hmm. like, they're equally matched the entire time yeah. until finally Superman's like, no, I'm done, and just like catches his punch. He's like, okay, now I'm stronger than you. Yeah. Because we see in Justice League that he rivals the strength of, of Darkseid. Yeah. Um, he beats the shit out of him when he finally yeah. unloads. Yeah, we've talked about my favorite speech. I, I live in a paper city full of paper people and paper buildings. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so good. And, like, obviously we can't get to that point yet because mm-hmm. we still need stakes. Yeah. Um, but it is Served a little medium rare. Yes. With hopefully some, some peppercorn sauce. Mm-hmm. Maybe some mac and cheese. Some Worcestershire sauce. Some Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they have to, I thought the the thing that I thought you were going to complain about was how Martha just fucking gives up his secret identity. Well, not that what I don't like is they never came back around to that. I know. Lois clocks that. Cause when they're in the fight, he, she goes, Oh, Clark. And it looks like Clark. Clark. What the hell is Clark? And again, Lois is smart. You would think that she's a 29 year old Pulitzer Prize yeah. winning, uh, right? Uh, yeah, journalist. Right? journalist living far better than either one of us are. Yeah. I was waiting for that to come back around, even if it was some real cheesy thing like, wait, where, where was Clark in this whole thing? I was expecting at least some stupid scene where they like explained why he wasn't there to try and cover Martha's gaffe, but they didn't even nah. go back to it. I was kind of disappointed by that. Yeah. I mean, we're we're focusing so much at the beginning of this episode because there's literally 18 minutes of combat. Yeah. Well, even the opening fight gets stretched out forever and it's pointless basically and there's no there's no real stakes to any of this cuz none of it really matters. It's just mm-hmm. fight scenes for the sake of fight scenes. There's no emotional investment going on. You know what on. this should have been? Hmm. Uh we saw it in the new Batman Adventure episode, the the Christmas new Batman Adventure episode and we saw it in a few other Batman episodes. But make this a three-part story where it's oh, we have like Superman doing like commonplace heroics. Like mm. like the scene that we love to talk about about from Spider-Man Homecoming. Or Spider-Man's just, like, being a neighborhood friend. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's see that with Superman, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where he doesn't have to be Superman just to fight the bad guys, but he is there <clears throat> to... He is there for everyone, for every problem. Yeah. You could have that segment. You could have a Clark, uh, like, a, a Clark-Jimmy fun time segment. Yeah. And then this would be the third segment. Because, like, this whole episode could have been eight it, minutes. It's super padded out. Yeah. And so then you have that be the last segment of like, oh shit, Dark Side's getting close. Dark Side's here. Yeah. Cause it I even felt that when they finally face each other off at the end, I wasn't that into that moment. No. I liked the tease at the end of the Bruno Mannheim episode. Yeah. That was cool. And here it's like it his reveal didn't feel earned. 
Because like, there was that tease moment from that episode, but this one, we just like he just basically walks into the room, is like, oh, I'm Darkseid. Yeah. At the end, it's like, oh, I'm gonna come back for you at some point, Superman. And my name's Darkseid. Now I'm Darkseid. I'm obviously stronger than you. Yeah. I'm just gonna walk off in this boom tube. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is it boom tube or is it zeta tube? Are they the same thing? Boom tube. Okay. I think a zeta tube is a different technology. Okay. But the mother box releases the boom tube because they, they go boom when they open. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So that's how you remember these things. Please stop blinking at me. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. I'm just going to stare at my phone I, for I, the rest I, of this. Actually, if I have an aggressive eye twitch, it has nothing to do with anything else. Stop. I know it's... I'm not going <laughs> to finish that. Um, yeah, that's the end of that episode. And it was bad. Yeah, well, it just, it, there was no, they, like, attempted to put sort of an emotional hook in there by having his parents be there and to be like, oh, like, Calbex trying to live up to his father's all this stuff. You could see they had some ideas, but they didn't know what to do with it. It was just this weird mishmash of things that I wasn't, I wasn't super into. Yeah. For the most part. Also, I, I, how old is Papa Kent? Because he should have died. He should have died in that thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or I mean, at least been severed in half. I mean, we can at least appreciate the fact that this is not yet another version that kills him off. Because after Donner did it. Back in the 70s, like that's every version of Pa Kent now gets killed off. And it's like, no, it's more interesting when he's around than, yeah. like, as an actual like father figure. But I did. I'm going to go fight a tornado. I'm going to go fight that tornado. Mm-hmm. No, you stay there. Don't help me. Don't I... give away your secret, man, who can move faster than the human eye can capture. Yes. I'm just going to get sucked up in this tornado. Also, <laughs> I'm Kevin Costner and I'm bringing some very much needed gravitas to this film. Yes. I have to save the dog. <laughs> God. I need to save my gun. <laughs> I have a Kansas story for you after the podcast. Okay. So, oh, God. <laughs> I, so I did look up real quick to see if there's anything worth talking about in terms of, like, Darkseid or Calback or Dasad, and there's not a lot, really. I mean, we kind of covered Calback. He's <clears throat> Darkseid's son, but there's not even necessarily a lot of interesting stories with him, and Dasad is just, like, Dasad in the comics is the exact same as Dasad here, which is, like, these kind of weaselly guy you can't trust. He's like, what's the name of the, the really weaselly guy in Lord of the Rings who's always sucking up to Saruman? And he's like all like greasy, tangly black hair. And oh, he's all pale. The... And like... <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't, yeah. I, I don't remember names. Yeah. That's a question for next week's episode because we have a guest coming Oh, that's on. true. Yeah, we'll have to ask Vasilius. Yeah. Our Lord of the Rings expert. Yes. Who's that weaselly guy who goes... Guava beans. It's obviously Hannibal Lecter, who you're talking about. Oh, 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 fava beans. Fava beans, damn like, it. Oh, I almost had it. What the fuck? I almost had it. What the fuck are guava beans? I don't know. It was the noise. The noise was what was important. The, the noise was what I was going for. Just fun to do. What are you watching, listening, reading to? Um, I watched a, uh, a documentary that I've been really excited to sit down and watch recently. It was uh, Becoming Bond. Okay. So this was, it's a Hulu original documentary about the story of how... Hulu's been killing it with the documentaries recently. They, they do some great stuff on there. And like this, like, so I mean, it's, I was interested because it's the story of how George Lesby became James Bond and then also how he fell out of the whole franchise. So everyone assumes he got fired. Everyone, like, everyone always thinks like, oh, On Her Majesty's Good Service was a box office flop and George Lesby got fired. Like, no, it was a critical and commercial hit. Um, he didn't sign a contract during the filming. At the end of it, they wanted him to, and they were putting all this pressure on him. You have to like look and act like James Bond at all times. Just up to the premiere with long hair and a beard. He's kind of adopting this whole counterculture thing. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'll be fine. I, I, he walked away from it. Mm-hmm. So it's his story. And so it's him now going in and kind of sharing his story. These like kind of far-fetched tales. And then 
the director kind of recognized that some of these like feel a little bit exaggerated, a little ridiculous. So there's also uh, reenactments evolved that's played out with like an actual actor playing a young George Lazenby, and they're all done in a not like full on Wes Anderson kind of way, but that sort of like weird, charming, self aware like. You know, it's like him hooking up with a girl in a car, and the background looks obviously like really romanticized and fake, and that sort of thing. And like, um, the actor will say lines, but then also sometimes he'll like his voice will match that of George Lazenby as he's telling a story, and it's mm-hmm. it's really charming and really funny. Is it, it's almost like drunk history style. Yeah, kind of. There's an element of that too. Where it's like there's a recreation go- ongoing with like a, a storytelling thing, and there's kind of some back and forth interchange mm-hmm. there. It's really fun. Um, I knew some of the story, but I didn't know like his childhood and his life and that sort of stuff. It's really, really interesting. It's just it's also just a really well made documentary. So mm-hmm. um for those other James Bond fans out there, I highly recommend going and checking it out. That's awesome. It's quite good. Yeah. George Lazenby, an underappreciated Bond. I think he would have been really good actually if he hadn't been an idiot, sadly. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. How about you? Huh, I didn't plan for this. Um, well, we know what you've been reading. It's, I, it's, I, I it's read sitting right here. I read a comic. You read a comic. You finally read Red Sun. I, re- I, I read Red uh, Sun. Those of you who listened to last week's episode, I got up in the middle of it to go find it and put it in Cameron's hands. Yep. And he tried to leave without it. I tried. Um, what did you think? I liked it. I mm-hmm. liked it. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the ending. That's interesting. About, I like the ending a lot. I, it's an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's kind of that it's 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 the like the time loop thing of like we're always going to be destroyed blah 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 yeah you can't fight the inevitable well I, I guess my look at it was it further tied together Lex and Superman yeah because they are they are the forefront relationship in this comic mm-hmm. and that there is this weird kind of respect kind of hatred between the two of them. Yeah, and so to have, I mean, there's an irony. Obviously, it's kind of why they did it, but I, I don't know. I liked how that worked out. It, I, I think, I would have liked it more if it had the ending of Dark Knight Returns, where like Superman knows that Batman is still alive, but he's not going to uh, say anything. Okay, like Lex knows. Yeah, because like we we do see that Superman is just a reporter now. Yeah, well, because it, it is just Clark. Yeah, that's the only point that Clark as a character ever really kind of comes around mm-hmm. is. Uh, after he has faked his death. Yeah. And I would have liked it if it just kind of ended there. Mm-hmm. I, I do think it's interesting that they, they did that whole the whole time loop. Because um, it did bring up a good point that I texted you about of uh, there's no kryptonite in this world. I honestly never noticed that before. Uh, yeah, and it's right. because, spoiler, now that I've read it, I can spoil it. Yeah, we've already spoiled it. Uh, I didn't remember this part. Um, we, we learned that, that Krypton isn't actually a planet in this series. Superman is sent back in time to kind of keep this lineage from yeah. Earth keep... is going to be consumed by by a red sun. A red sun. The sun has gotten bigger and bigger. It's going to be consumed. So yeah, a brave scientist sends his son back in a capsule mm-hmm. named Cal L, letter Can L. So now we know it's time. Earth two, kind of not really, but it, yeah. it's based off of Earth two. Yeah, um, yeah. So I read that. Um, I'm halfway through Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, you've never seen Hunt for the Wilder People? I haven't. Oh, uh, I like it so far. I, I started on good. the plane, yeah, um, but then kept falling asleep because I was very tired. Understandable. Uh, and then I can't really plug it because I only watched maybe 30 minutes of it, but I went to go see Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah, that's right. The 30 minutes I watched were great. <laughs> uh, thank God for Movie Pass, our sponsor this week, uh, for making me not pay for that movie because the second I sat down, I immediately fell asleep. Lights out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was me today trying to watch these episodes, too. Yeah, caught the ending, caught the important part. Yeah, that's kind of... Who it. cares about the build-up to a mystery? I just want to know who did it. <laughs> who done it? Who done it? 
Uh, well, maybe he did it. Maybe you'll go back. You did it. I did. I did. Hollaback girl did it. Hollaback girl. Calabac girl went and killed Johnny Depp. Yep. But Thank in, God. But, but in real life, it, yeah, everyone's kind of okay with it, actually. Yeah, for the most part. Um, yeah. yeah. Who's our sponsor this week? Uh, our sponsor is Foodie Call. Um, foodie, like not like footy pajamas, like foodie as in people foodie? who love food. I wish it was footy pajamas. Yeah, people who love footy pajamas. People who love booty calls, but just for pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> like I needed to come over, but I needed to wear that really comfy yeah. pajama oh god, onesie. Wear, yeah. Oh my god, it doesn't have footies on it. Get, Get the out. fuck out of here. Adhere to my fetish. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a couple. They go through in every episode. They uh, they like basically talk about a meal, but also like share stories about it and like what it means to them, that sort of thing. So it's it's a cool thing. So uh, go check it out. So the uh, the promo for that will be attached on at the end here, rather than the middle, to save me some time. Oh, okay. Because I desperately need it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so go check that out. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and tell me that you really like having chapters in there and force me to keep doing more work, please uh, do. You can find us at Tim Talk Pod on. Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail. Gmail.com. Uh, I am personally at Lordifer on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I keep getting random like Facebook requests on, like for me on Facebook. I'm assuming they're not people on the podcast, but I don't know because like there's like no connection. They like they seem like they're probably more, like spam things. Okay, probably. I'm, have you have tried we to get fr- it? You're popular. I'm just so damn popular. I can barely wade my way through the series of requests that I get to be my friend. Yes. But if you have for some reason tried to friend me on Facebook, and I've declined, I'm sorry. I didn't know who the hell you were. Mm-hmm. That probably didn't actually happen. It's all in my head. It's me just feeling guilty for no good reason. It, it's spam bots I'm making spam- to make to <laughs> kind of boost your ego. So one of these days, I can just crush it. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking destroy you. I gave you some ammunition today. You now know that I'm capable of being wrong about something involving You were Batman. wrong about something last week. No, you were wrong. Well, obviously, but I think you were also wrong about something last no, week. No, I was, I was... Maybe two weeks ago. I was more right. Because we, we, we made a joke that I, I'm going to save this date in my calendar. Um, because... It wasn't because you were right about something, but I was righter. No. Oh, no. It was when Stranger Things Season 1 came out. Yes. I was wrong about that. But I'm not an expert on Stranger Things. It's fine. Yeah. The real, The real trick is if you can find something that I've been wrong about involving James Bond. Oh, I will not even attempt that. You, but that, that will be the thing. That, that will be my kryptonite. That will just completely shatter me entirely. Yeah. I'll just curl up in a corner and just sob my... my <gasps> oh, Yogi's back. Hey, buddy. Just sob till I'm dead. Oh, my God. He's so excited. Um... But yeah, Cameron, where can we find you? Uh, you can find my face at Cameron Dex, uh, Cam Dexter Adventures. God damn it. <laughs> no, you got this. I got it. Uh, you got Cam this. Dexter underscore Adventures. If you want to see my face and if you want to see my art, you can find me at Cameron.Dexter. I started an animation. It might go up eventually. Well, I, I look forward to it not being up in a week's time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and next week, we have a very exciting episode. Yes. So we are doing World's Finest, the meeting of Batman and Superman in yes. DCAU. Our good friend Vasilius is going to come on to talk about all things Batman and Superman and probably Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Too. He can tell us who the We have so many questions. He can tell me what guava beans are. Yeah, that's true. He is also an expert on random food-related foods. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, super, super excited about that. Uh, yeah, look out for that. Look out for the Thor crossover podcast. Should be within a week of this going up. Yes. Uh, and then hopefully our Justice League should also be within the week after next week's yes. episode, too, where you can hear us talk about how much we probably won't like that movie. Yeah. Mm. 
So, <clears throat> but until then, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Adieu. Guess what's cooking at the Nerdist School Network? It's, it's Foodie Call. Call! A new podcast hosted by Omar Nava. And Kylie Hodges. Join us every Tuesday as we interview a hilarious guest to discuss their favorite food, and we ask, what's your secret sauce? In cooking, in life, or in whatever. And you especially don't want to miss Omar's weekly grocery flyer rundown. Seriously, how pissed would you be if you missed a killer meat sale? So go and subscribe to Foodie Call wherever you get your podcasts. Want to nominate a guest for the show? Just go to foodiecallpodcast.com. Okay, come on, we gotta go. Where? There's a meat sale. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.